Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care, and with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey folks, another week of news to make sense of. There are reports and much speculation about the potential indictment of former Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe. Concerns are growing over spending at the president's properties. Actress Felicity Huffman was sentenced to 14 days in jail for her role in the college admission scandal. And the New York Times publishes an article about sexual harassment allegations made against Justice Brett Kavanaugh from his time as a Yale undergrad. I talk about all this and more with Ann Milgram on the Cafe Insider podcast. Each week, we break down the news and take stock of what's happening. Today, we're unsealing a clip from the most recent episode available in the Stay Tuned feed. To listen to our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, become a member at cafe.com insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. To serve real time. And so it just, it's kind of like the middle of the road in a way that felt, felt very odd to me. But I'm more, I'm more also concerned about the way the government was trying to leverage these other cases to make their argument. We shouldn't leave the show without talking about this New York Times story from the weekend, which wasn't really a reporting story. It's a chapter from a book by two New York Times reporters who went back and talked to lots of Justice Brett Kavanaugh's colleagues at Yale uh, to find out, you know, what kinds of things went on. They reported there was this other allegation I don't want to describe the facts. Can you describe the facts? <laughs> the other allegation. Whose turn is it to say penis on the show? <laughs> I wasn't going to say penis. I always forget. Yeah. Why don't, why don't, why don't, okay, why don't I describe it this way? So there's an allegation that Deborah Ramirez, which came up at the Kavanaugh hearings, was at some party and people were drinking. And then Brett Kavanaugh uh, revealed himself <laughs> in all of his uh, allness to her. And that there's another example of that where he had his pants down and something was thrust into the face of another woman. There were a number of people who claim long before the hearings, long before he became a judge, that they witnessed that. Um, separate from that, apparently Ramirez's lawyers say that they provided a list of, I think, 20 or 25 witnesses who were in a position to perhaps corroborate her story yes. to the FBI. And apparently none of those people were spoken to. None of those people were interviewed. And remember, Justice Kavanaugh was confirmed. Yes. So... There are a couple of things. I mean, one is there. There, in this chapter, um, there's allegations about a, another woman um, who was potentially victimized uh, in a similar way while at Yale. That um, a man had come out and made 
and made a report about that to others. That information had also gone to the FBI. And so there's sort of these two different um, buckets here, which are the Ramirez allegations, which we knew about, and a potential new allegation, where we don't have enough information about the potential new allegation. I think it's been reported that the woman does not recall it. And so... Although just, you know, to call out the New York Times for a moment, and I haven't seen all the explanations, but in the original posting, which was labeled news analysis, even though it was a chapter from a book. Yep. Uh, and shouldn't have been na- shouldn't have been labeled news analysis. I would argue. Uh, yeah, I, I just it just it just I think was confusing to a lot of people. Yeah. It did not include the fact that this this second victim does not recall the event, according to friends of hers. That's significant, and they've corrected the story and updated it with that. It's very it's very significant. My, my bigger takeaway. And I would be curious to know what you think of this, Preet. But my bigger takeaway is that I found it deeply problematic when the hearings were going on that there wasn't an investigation into what had happened with Ramirez, that these people were not talked to, that the Senate was willing um, and the majority, uh, the Republicans in the Senate were willing to go ahead with a vote on a lifetime appointment to the United States Supreme Court without doing that kind of investigation into really serious allegations. And so to me, this raises a lot of questions, you know, and people are raising the question of whether Kavanaugh lied during the hearings. That's an important question. What's also an important question is why the FBI didn't do the full investigation and why they didn't go talk to these witnesses. It's it's reported that the FBI said their hands were tied, that it was a very, you know, they got this um, request from the... They got a request from the Senate uh, majority basically saying, we want you to do X, Y, Z, interview these, you know, interview Ramirez, for example. And it did not authorize the FBI to do the interviews of the people who corroborate Ramirez. But there's a, a couple of really critical things. First of all, the allegations do form the nature of potential sexual assault. And so I would argue that the FBI could go beyond the four corners of a letter, even in a background investigation, if there's a basis for criminal charges and the statute of limitations may have run, that may not have been the case. But the FBI is a law enforcement agency and they're not required to stay within the four corners if there's a basis to go out of it. But the other thing is that there were credibility determinations made about Ramirez based upon the FBI interview of her without having interviewed the corroborating witnesses. And that is deeply problematic. And so, uh, you know, to me, I think the question we should be asking is why did the FBI not investigate? What investigation should have taken place? And who, if anyone, directed the FBI to not conduct a full investigation. And so I, I don't know what you, your sort of takeaway is, but to me, those yeah, are real questions. I agree with all that. Should we, should we end where we started, which is on Mike Pence and a horse? <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this sample of the Cafe Insider podcast. To listen to the full episode, head to cafe.com slash insider and become a member. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who have chosen to join the Insider community, thank you for supporting our work.